John, I'm old. <laughs> yes, you are. Correct. Okay. Well, you can come, come up with a better <laughs> line than that. But yes, you did confirm. I am old. And I've been covering the Vikings since 1990, the NFL since 89. I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen a team win all of its close games and have all those games played in a way that one little, not only one little play, but one part of one little play being altered would absolutely change the game and maybe even change the season. The Vikings are 9-0 in one-score games, and these are not backdoor cover type games. These are end of the fourth quarter. Somebody's got to make a play to win the game, and the Vikings keep making them, even if it requires a an opposing receiver laying on the back, his back in the end zone and not holding onto a football for them to win. For some reason, they have a knack for winning these games. I don't know how to explain it. I, I really don't either, and I, I really think that the players don't either, Jim. I was in the locker room on Sunday after that game, and it was a really, really good win against the Jets, um, and a hard-fought battle that they that they outlasted their opponent again. And I was asking people, I, I must have asked four or five different players, hey, do you think that this that the amount of close games that you're in and the consistent way that you guys are pulling them out does that prepare you for the playoffs and for those games? Because they are all pressure cookers in the playoffs. Um, and, and and they basically, all of them said, I hope so. Not definitely, not, oh, yes, without question. It's, I hope so. Because you can tell that they know they're sort of riding the razor's edge a little bit, but they keep finding ways. And how they do it, why they're doing it, I'm not exactly sure. But if they 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 have taken on now the identity of a team where if they can just keep things close, if they don't let it get away from them like Philly did, like Dallas did, that you feel really darn good about them somehow, some way pulling a rabbit out of their hat in the fourth quarter and doing what they need to do. Um, it's a very good quality to have, but it's also something that I think makes people wonder about how high their ceiling is. And I don't think that that is, um, and you know, I, I don't think that that's unreasonable to question that or to keep continue wondering about that while they dance in between the raindrops here. Yeah. I got the same sense, uh, being in the locker room on Sunday afternoons, like they were giddy. They were having a great time. They really like playing for this coaching staff. Everything's positive, but it's not like they're going, yeah, you know, they are not doing what some Viking fans do and pound their chest, say we're better than every, you know, screw the national people who don't think we're great. The players are not saying that stuff. The players are saying, oh, one another. Yes. I don't know how we're doing this, but this is, but let's, you know, I hope this keeps going. It's more of a hope than a, than a belief at this point. I'll also say this. I had a, a funny conversation with Harrison Smith after the game. And I, I asked him, I said, listen, your defense is winning games. Your defense is making big plays to win games. Your defense is also giving up an incredible amount of yardage. Do you even care about the yards at this point? He said, oh, yeah, for vanity's sake, I do. (laughs) We don't want to give – it's not like there's – it's not like this is a planned bend but don't break defense. Oh, we're going to give up yards, but then we know we have the formula to clock. No, they're giving up yards – because they're giving up yards. Because the other because they're not good enough in some instances. It's just they're just good enough when they actually have to keep somebody out of the end zone at the end of the game. That's see that 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 to me is like the most um 
weird thing or the, the hardest thing that I have to uh, when I try to wrap my my brain around this team and, and really evaluate where they're at is, look, we can talk about sort of some of Kirk Cousins' faults and where um, he's struggled in the past and all of these things. But when the offense goes on a, a really good drive in the fourth quarter and he makes a bunch of throws and it works out and they score and they go ahead, uh, I, I, it's impressive to me but it's not completely unexpected because I know that Kirk Cousins is capable of making these throws, even if he doesn't always do it or he hadn't always done it in the past. I know he's capable of it. He can make that throw. He can find that read. Justin Jefferson can make that catch. um, And then they can keep the chains moving and get down and score. But I am continually flummoxed when I do see this bend but don't break Vikings defense, bend, 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 all the way down. And then uh, at the very last moment, they get an interception at the goal line or in the end zone. Like it happens all the time. Or yeah, they get like, you know, Berrios dropped that ball, but I think there was still like a, it was knocked away from him a little bit and they made it hard on him. So you give the defense credit for making that play as well. Um, But they just find a way to come up with, a very big out of the boot blue play when they've been hemorrhaging yards most of the game. That to me is just like, how the heck is this happening where they they find that thing? Because that part, this defense is not you know, one that you really rely on. But in those big spots, they dig deep and they're in the right places and they and they consistently have done what needs to be done. Um, I expect the offense to do it almost, but I do not expect this defense to do it. And they, yet they keep on doing it. Let's talk more about cousins, about buying them, about the lions challenge. And guess what? Now that they've beaten the jets, the lions are might be the toughest challenge left on the schedule. This is the Viking update show. He's John Krasinski from the athletic. I'm Jim Suhan from the star tribune. Either as John as a fan and a writer or me as uh, someone who came to town to cover the Vikings. We've both been watching this team for many decades. And our producer is Brandon Morton. This is TalkNorth.com. We recommend subscribing to whatever shows you like at TalkNorth.com on your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's easy. We also have the Jeff Diamond Show, the former Vikings general manager. Also does a Vikings show on this network along with all of our other sports and outdoor content. And you can also uh, follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod if you want to see the shows as they are released thanks to our sponsors tsr injury law and Starbank, and also we'll tell you more about head flyer brewing in a special event we have coming up as well so let's get to cousins um i he didn't have a he had a terrible start to the game he didn't end up having one of his better statistical games uh i will give him credit for these things though uh toughness mental and physical toughness durability uh, running for a key first down when the team absolutely had to have him ha- have it, and that the touchdown throw to Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Fourth read, going left, all the way left, all the way right, and having a very small margin of error, throwing to the boundary at, with a good cornerback in pursuit. That is a big-time throw. Huge throw. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think O'Connell said it was like 40 yards in the air practically yep. to get it all the way over there. Um, and here's the thing that really stood out to me after that game. Like we have said time and time again, Kirk Cousins, when he has a clean pocket, is a really good quarterback. When, when the, when the circumstances are ideal around him, 
he's a really good quarterback who can make good throws, who can pile up yards and points, can do all those things. Where he has historically struggled is when there's a rush in his face, when he when when things are breaking down. He has not been the guy who settles everything down and continues to make plays in the face of adversity. Um, what we saw, what we have seen this season, but especially what we saw against the Jets was a quarterback who took a licking and kept on ticking to, to bring out an old phrase. I mean, that he was under siege all game. I know he only got sacked twice, but he was under pressure. Plus his uh, receivers were generally covered uh, really well. And so that was a, to, to be able to dig deep and find what it took to make that throw. And remember, Jim, that whole drive was something that was came completely out of the blue because they had been struggling in the third quarter. And really the whole game was a bit of a struggle for them against that defense, even though they got off to the big lead. Um, but then they really hit that third quarter lull. And then uh, the Jets pull within five. And are really right back into it in the start of the fourth quarter. And they went right down the field. Boom, 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 boom. Six plays and they're right in position. Then Cousins is finding Jefferson in the end zone. And for him to be able to do that and take the beating and the pounding. I mean, even on that scramble that you talked about, he took a shot right in his yep. right shoulder. Um, made a couple of throws where the one to, the deep throw to Rager what, I mean, he was looking straight at one of the Jets defensive linemen who was going to destroy him, and he still got got the ball away and got it to Rager for 38 yards. Like, that's the thing. That's the fiber and the toughness and the grit that we had not seen from Kirk Cousins before. And we see from now Brian O'Neill afterward. I was right there when he said it. He's just like, he's tough, man. And basically, I'll go to war with that guy. And that is not a quote you very rarely, you very often heard about Kirk Cousins um, but that toughness that he is showing is really resonating with this team. And now they're fully behind him. And it's it's been quite a revelation this season. Yes. And in the past, when you asked anybody about Cousins, they go, that's my quarterback. And mm -hmm. that's one of those things that athletes say that, you know. Out of obligation. It Well, it, it set, when you hear them say it, and if you aren't, don't, if you aren't a critical thinker, you go, oh, look, see, they're sticking up for, they're saying Cousins is their guy. Well, you also have to realize that athletes know they're going to get asked questions like that, and that's a very clever way of not really answering the question. They're not saying, I love Kirk Cousins. They didn't say, I think Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback. Kirk Cousins should be our quarterback. Kirk Cousins is going to take us a long way. You're saying Kirk Cousins is our quarterback, which is the answer Lovey Smith used to give about uh, Grossman. Right? Yes. Rex Grossman is our quarterback. Well, that's technically – it's a fact. It's not an – it's not a, a – it's not praise. It's a fact. He is your quarterback. Now you're hearing people say, that's my, that's the guy I want to play with, which is completely different. Exactly. A hundred percent. And you know, look, we saw Stefan Diggs orchestrate his way out of here. I think part of that was a really a reflection on the offensive scheme on Mike Zimmer, on Kubiak on all of the, 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 the people that he was dealing with offensively and just like, like this kind of more run oriented offense. He didn't want to be in that. But I also think that it was fair to say that he did not really have a belief that Kirk cousins was his guy. Um, and was the, was the guy who is going to go down swinging in a fight. And, um, and so he leaves 
Um, you know, then you get then you get Zimmer out of here. You get Kubiak out of here. Um, you bring in you bring in Kevin O'Connell, and I think that now you see a team and O'Connell. Like, here's what we don't know for sure, Jim. We don't know exactly with Kevin O'Connell and Quasi Adafo Mensa if this summer or I should say last spring and last late winter if they looked around and said, man, we'd love to get rid of cousins, but we can't. Um, and then, so then they kind of turned into the ultra supportive because they had no other options or was it that, that they and O'Connell in particular, because he had known cousins generally believed that you could get this out of him. I, I, I really don't know if there's any way to really get the truth serum and find that out for sure. But since the, they really, made the determination they weren't going to draft a quarterback. There was no other one to trade for or anything or sign. Um, they have been fully behind Kirk Cousins, and I think that has permeated down to the rest of the team. A lot of the team knew that Mike Zimmer wasn't in Kirk Cousins' corner, and that can kind of cast a pall over the whole operation. Kevin O'Connell's very smartly and very um, savvy, savvily has just really said, this is my guy, I'm empowering him that we're going to do things and, and help him in a way that he hasn't been helped before. And then Kirk cousins has responded with it, with the clutch play, with the toughness showing sides of himself that he has not shown before. And, and he is winning over a locker room that I just don't think that he had completely won over before this season. Agreed. And it's my inclination. My, I, what I lean toward is believing that they realize that, Getting rid of Cousins would, uh, A, hurt them financially, and B, might lead to a downgrade of the position uh, as they searched for an upgrade to the position, and they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to have this be a 5-12 a and 12 rebuilding season. But I don't know that for sure. That's just my, that's just my guess. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes me second-guess my guess is the fact that Shanahan loved Cousins. And here's, here's a really talented offensive mind who worked with Cousins like O'Connell did and would have loved to have uh, Cousins instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, who went to a Super Bowl with him. So so I will second guess my own second guessing because there are people in the NFL who are very accomplished who would like to have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It's And, and it, it's not um, – you, you don't have to suspend disbelief to look at the tools that Kirk cousins has and say, that's a guy I can win with. Um, you really don't. He has, he can make all the throws. He is tough. He, he doesn't miss games. And so from that aspect, and he, I think he can make quick decisions and good decisions. And so all of it, all of that is to say, okay, you can look at that raw material. And now the question becomes, can you, help him and can he evolve into not just a quarterback with good physical tools but one that inspires uh people to follow him and i think that's where kirk cousins is different than he has been in the past we have seen him make throws like he's made this year in the past he's done that um we've seen him stay healthy this year like he has in the past what we have not seen and heard from players who are around him is that's my guy. Like I'm going to war with him and I believe in him and he is 
the he is our guy and he has our back and we have his. It never has been that way with him because Cousins is kind of an awkward dude. He's he's not your prototypical, you know, just put jump on my back, fellas. I'm carrying you kind of guy and kind of inspirational leader. But he has through his actions this season and his play, I think really started to inspire that locker room in a way that he, that has not happened before. And that's what can possibly take, you know, that's what Joe Burrow has, you know, right? Like the, the, he, he, you know, Kirk cousins has all of the physical tools and more than uh, of Joe Burrow. Maybe Burrow's a little bit better from running um, and, and getting out of the pocket, but from a, arm talent standpoint, Kirk Cousins has more of it, but Burrow is just an unbelievable leader. And Cousins now is becoming a good leader. I mean, you heard, listen to Brian O'Neill talk about how they believe in him, how, um, you know, he never points the finger at anyone, even when he's getting beat up um, behind the line of scrimmage and all that. And that, that has really gained some goodwill inside that locker room. Uh, to a great degree, and I think that can make it be a, that can be a huge difference maker down the stretch going into the playoffs. No doubt. I want to get to the secondary, Bynum, the Lions, everything else, Jimmy G. Uh, I do want to let you know that uh, big banks aren't the only ones with mobile apps and convenient financial services. I'd like to tell you about Star Bank. Star Bank is an independent community bank in Minnesota. They're family-owned and treat customer relationships as a top priority. You're not a customer number at Star Bank, and they have no call center. It's just banking how it should be, a throwback to the good days. Mobile app check convenient services. You got it. Check out StarBank for yourself. For deposits and lending solutions, work with the local community bank that cares. StarBank.net, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Also want to thank TSR Injury Law, sponsor of a number of shows at TalkNorth.com, 612-TSR-TIME. That's all you need to know. We don't want you to get hurt. We don't want you to need that number. But if you need that number, you're going to need real help, real immediate ethical help, someone who will fight for you and get you what you deserve. That's TSR Injury Law 612-TSR-TIME. So I ended up uh, writing about and talking to uh, Cam Bynum after the game. It was a lot of fun. He ends up with the clinching interception. He runs over to his mom, grabs the the flag of the Philippines. He's, you know, he spent, his mom's half Filipino, so he's uh, put a lot of his charitable efforts toward uh, helping people, victims of natural disasters there. He, He seems like a a cool, fun guy. He and uh, Harrison Smith really have bonded. And you know, it's it's just amazing. I mean, this secondary has gotten shredded. Uh, they rank 32nd in the NFL in yards gained, at least they did the last I checked. And yet each one of them has made a game-winning play. Dantzler has, Harrison Smith has, Patrick Peterson has, Cam Bynum has. Uh, you've even seen Shelley and Evans and guys like that make big plays. It's it's wild, Jim. Um, now, you look at Harrison Smith, he, he could be a Hall of Famer. Yep. Um, Patrick Peterson, great, great player um, over the years. And so, you know, even if both of them are not in their physical prime anymore, when you see them make plays, you're like, okay, um, you know, th- this is what they do. This is what they've been known for. And, 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 that's, and that's great. But then you do see Cam Bynum, Duke Shelley, uh, Shandon Sullivan, like these guys who are not only unproven, but have when they've been out there, been a part of a defense that does just give up all sorts of unbelievable 
uh, yardage. Sorry, I just got distracted. Uh, John Heyman says Aaron Judge is going to the Giants. So not um, the Twins. Not the Twins. Um, huh. Weird. But uh, but um, but yeah. But with a guy like Bynum, it there there seems to be like this collective sort of mentality within them to take a punch and not completely give up. And I think there's some value to that. Um, when you look at, um, when you, when you kind of look at the, 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 the qualities that help players exceed their expectations, it is an innate belief in themselves and maybe, an irrational belief in themselves that allows them to keep coming back for more when they've been beaten. And a lot of these guys have been beaten a lot, have made mistakes, have done all that, but they somehow find a way to summon one last stand. And, um, and, you know, I think Kendrick said after the game, they look at the, the end zone as a sacred place. Like you can let the teams get down as far as they go, but right there is where it's got to end. And it just seems like, these guys dig deep and find something within themselves after getting just beat up for most of the game that is unique and it's, it's uncanny and it's weird and it makes you shake your head. And it's the kind of quality that I, I said this before, Jim, but I really believe that this team could win the Super Bowl this year. And I would still say, eh, but I don't know if they're all that good. Yep. Um, you know, that's just, but that's what it is. Like, there's just this really weird quality to it. And um, it's been incredibly entertaining and fun to watch that way. And it's maddening and it's, it's confusing and all those things. But Cam Bynum is absolutely kind of the poster child for this resilience um, from this team. And it's uh, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Hey, the jets decided, especially early in that game, we're going to jam Jefferson. We're going to rough him up. We would rather get a penalty than let him get deep. Uh, we're going to just make life really hard on him, try to frustrate him and see what that does to the Vikings offense. And Jefferson didn't have one of his great statistical games, but he did draw penalties. He did get open. He did almost make a, a spectacular uh, long catch. He did end up catching you know, the key touchdown in the game. Do you think other teams will try that approach? And do you think many other teams have the cornerbacks in the secondary and the defensive front to be able to get away with it? Well, not not many other uh, teams have the secondary that the Jets have to get away with it um, right now. But I do think that they will try to uh, to do that going forward. They will try to to copycat from the uh, the, the from that blueprint that that is working pretty well. But I'll tell you what, they may not, but Dallas does. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, Philly, 49ers is, is might. the 49ers might. So teams maybe for the rest of this season, Detroit certainly doesn't, even though they're playing really well. And I think that's going to be a tough game. They don't have kind of the, the, the wherewithal to do, to do to Jefferson, what, um, what the, what the jets were able to, but, um, they may not, the, so the Vikings may not see much of that the rest of the season, the regular season, but in the playoffs, they will, they will see that. And they'll have to overcome it. And here's what I really loved about Jefferson in that game against the Jets is, yes, he was being held in check. But the greatest players, whether you're a defensive end who has gotten dominated by a tackle for most of the game, but on third and nine from, you know, with with the end zone right behind you, you go and you get that sack. 
Jefferson is the kind of player who will never get discouraged by double teams, by um, a dropped pass like he had, by um, some misses from Kirk Cousins. He is going to keep coming at them. He is absolutely relentless. And when you look at kind of that quality, that means that you are never you can never take a, a playoff if you're if you're playing against Justin Jefferson. And on that play where he caught that touchdown, DJ Reed said he gave me about eight different moves at the top of that route. And that tells you that he had no idea where he was going and hit the home run. He may have struck out a few other times, but he hit the home run when, he, when they needed him to. And that's what Jefferson can do, even against the best um, corners, even against the tightest coverages. He can go up like Buffalo and just make an, an amazing catch. And that's what makes him really special. And that's what makes him, in my eyes, an, an absolutely legitimate MVP candidate right now. Yep. Uh, hey, check out Jeff Diamond's show on the Vikings. Check out all of our hockey shows, Russo, LaPanta, Bar Down Beauties, The Prost Box. Uh, uh, we just have so much stuff. I can't even remember it all, all the time. Check out Cheryl Reeve, John Millay, uh, Roy Smalley, Lavelle Neal, our outdoor content, Mike Grimm, Dave Lee. We're going to be adding some new shows uh, soon here as we expand the network. Check it all out. Thanks again to our producer, Brandon Morton. Uh, thank you for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. So the Lions challenge is pretty fascinating because I cannot, you know, p- predictions are silly and, and irrelevant, but we all think in the terms of, okay, what do I think is going to happen on Sunday? And I just think somebody's going to win 35-33 and it's probably going to be the Vikings. That's what I would, that's what I'd have to go with, Jim. Um is that you know if if the game is close, I got to feel good about picking the Vikings. I do think though that I really like this this Lions squad. I I I have liked them all season. I've liked their talent, and I mean defensively they have a lot of issues, but I've liked their offensive talent. I like Dan Campbell. Um, it's just a matter to me of when are they going to stop beating themselves? And really, of late, they have started to stop beating themselves. They won four out of five. Now Packers, Bears, Giants, Jaguars aren't exactly murderers row of wins, but, um, but they're starting to play much better that way. And, and so I think that in years past, the Vikings have often been gifted games by the Detroit lions. I don't think they're going to be gifted this one. I think they're going to have to go out and earn it and win it. They're facing a very confident team right now with some real talent and, um, and so if they can just keep it close, yeah, I feel do, I do feel good about it, but I agree with you, Jim, that this is the toughest game left on their schedule by a magnitude of four. Like there, I, you know, I, I just think that this is going to be their stiffest test. If they lose who it's not that big of a deal, but, um, if they win, this is not a same win over the same old lions. This is a, a win over a, a much improved team. That's really feisty right now. No doubt about it. Hey, thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com and listen to the Viking Update Show. We do appreciate it. We'll be back next week. And uh, I I guarantee we're going to have interesting stuff to talk about. That is just the nature of this team.